This is Talk Soup, a podcast that listens to superintendents. I'm your host, Monica Brady Myrov. I'm a public radio reporter and the founder of ListenWise, an ed tech tool for middle and high school students that uses public radio to build student listening skills. It also helps English learners acquire academic language with rigorous listening practice. Check it out for free at listenwise.com. In this episode, we talk to Dr. Barbara Nemco, Napa County Superintendent of Schools since 1997. She's been elected to office six times over the past 20 years. She tells me why it's important to focus on closing the achievement gap as early as possible. If we took all the babies when they were born and educated them, we wouldn't have an achievement gap. And Dr. Nemco tells me why her hobby is her second family. It's probably a little bit like being in a gang. Uh, You have a family. We start by talking about her two major priorities. The first one is closing the achievement gap before kindergarten. There's lots of documented evidence that there is a 30 million word gap. I think they first researched that back in the 80s. And that means that if you are a child from a professional household, by the time you get to kindergarten, you have heard 30 million more words than the child who comes from a disadvantaged background. So how do you get inside the nursery? As a county superintendent to try to close this gap, you've got to be in the nursery with the child when they come home. Alas, um, yes, if we took all the babies when they were born and educated them, we wouldn't have an achievement gap, but we don't get to do that. So because we do run preschool programs, I have 24 classes filled with preschool children ages three and four that we started using an app called Footsteps to Brilliance, which reads stories to children on a device, an iPad, a phone, or a computer, in English and Spanish. As the words are read aloud, they are highlighted in the color red so that the child is making that visual sound correspondence. And if the child touches the screen, the child is in control of making some things happen. So maybe there's a story about a picnic. If the child taps the ant, there is a row of ants, the ants start to move. They march toward the food. If it's a story about a farm, the child might tap the cow and the cow might shake her head and stomp her feet and go moo. Now, when you're three and a half, a cow that shakes her head, stomps her feet and goes moo is pretty hot stuff. So at the end of the story, you're going to say what the child of every professional family says when they're read to again, again, again. Children learn how to read naturally because we've read them the same story over and over and over again. And they memorize it, but then they start making, again, that visual sound correspondence. And so now they learn how to read a lot of words. So what's your second priority? Second one is career and technical education. So that's sort of on the other end of the achievement gap in the early learning. Exactly, exactly. That's kind of um, should start in middle school, but certainly in high school. We've been through an interesting period in this country for probably the last 30 to 40 years where we have totally denigrated what we used to call vocational education. And that makes some sense because the way we used to teach vocational education would be totally unfit for the jobs of today. But there are many jobs today 
that are going begging because we can't find trained employees to do them that pay excellent wages, high skill, high wage, but don't necessarily require a four-year college degree. So we've spent the last 30, 40 years telling students everybody must go to college, when what we should have said was everybody will need some kind of education beyond high school. It doesn't have to be a four-year degree in the liberal arts. So there's a new a new ethos going on today in the business community that I learned from business speakers a couple of years ago at a conference called um, Arizona State University Global Silicon Valley, ASUGSV. And that's educators and business people. And I went to a business panel, and it's the first time I heard a business person say this. We don't care about degrees. We want people, pardon the expression, who can do shit. That's what they said. And because he said it that way, and it was repeated by others at the conference, it was very memorable. If we can prepare our kids to get internships and apprenticeships in the trades, they will be those people who can do shit, and they will get hired. What's your education story? Were you a good student who always wanted to be uh, running a a school district, a county of school districts? Um, Yes and no. I was uh, Miss Congeniality in terms of whatever the teacher said I did. My hands were folded when she wanted them folded. As they are right now. As they are right now, to illustrate. Uh, I was the kid who always did her homework. I came from a background of parents who absolutely idolized education. Uh, My mother did not have the opportunity to go to college because times were tough when she was young and she had to go to work after high school to help support the family of five children. But my father was a pharmacist, and both of them made it very clear that I was going to college. It wasn't a choice. It wasn't something you might choose to do after high school. It was you start in kindergarten and you leave with your college degree, period, end of story. So every day when I came home, if I said, Ma, I got a 98 on my math test, her response was, what happened to the other two points? Who got those? All right. This is a good moment for the big talk question. These are open-ended. I'm going to get to know you a little better. Uh, What little things in life do you take the time to stop and appreciate? Wow. Um... You know, I I feel so blessed that I sort of wake up happy and appreciate everything. One of the things I do that's fun most of the time is I do community theater. And generally, a play a year, which is getting harder the older I get, for two reasons. One, I have less and less time to really spend on it. And two, my memory is not exactly what it was 25 years ago. So right now, I'm in a play that opens on Friday night. And last night, I left this conference, drove back to Napa from Burlingame for a board meeting and a rehearsal. It was our first dress rehearsal. It was a disaster, especially for me. Uh, and I have two days to pull it together. And, and what is theater, what does it do for you? What, like, what is... Oh, my goodness. It does so many things. Uh, being in theater is probably a little bit like being in a gang. Uh, you have a family. You have this new family that you didn't have otherwise. Uh, you spend about eight weeks together working on a project of major import to you 
because you're going to be out there flying without a net on opening night. There's all these people who will come and be watching, and if you don't know what you're doing, we're all in big trouble. That's Talk Soup. We've been listening to Dr. Barbara Nemco, Superintendent of Napa County Schools. I'm Monica Brady-Meyerov of ListenWise, a tool that helps improve student listening skills using podcasts and public radio. You can sign up for free at listenwise.com. Thanks for listening.